Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. The members of the Science and Security Board move right. the hands of the doomsday clock forward, largely, though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. We move the clock forward the closest it has ever been to midnight. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. Oh my goodness, we're 90 seconds to, we're a minute and a half away from midnight, Vince. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing good, but uh, yeah, that that video creeps me out. It reminds me, they all look like they're from 1920. <laughs> Like that should be black. No, and it white. looks like they were born in 1920. <laughs> that too, which you know that's okay. I'm most, well, you know, most... you know. Firstly, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, <laughs> oh, yeah. where you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8:30 p.m. and soon to be Monday through Friday, Friday, 8:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy, the unraveling of this globalist agenda to usher in the new world order and depopulate the world in the process uh, with their eugenics agenda and what they um, what they show as uh, you know the United Nations Sustainable Development Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, as well as World Economic Forum's Great Reset and everything under the sun from ESG, the DEI, to you will you will own nothing and you will like it and eat thy bugs, right? Right? Okay. Yeah. But but look at the symbology here. It, there's not much yeah. symbology, but I want you to look at the colors because oh. Oh. Have you ever heard when you walk into a restaurant. And that the restaurant has to have these various different colors. So fast food restaurants are typically going to have like red and yellow, right? Yeah. Red and yellow kind of excite the body because of the colors or actually frequencies. These frequencies affect you electromagnetically. And so mm -hmm. red and yellow mean fast in and out, these types of things. When yeah, you go into right, it's psychological. When you go into like very, very upscale, high class restaurants, you have earthy colors. You have browns and tans and these types of things. Really, really brownish mm -hmm. yellows, greens, these yeah. types of colors. And steakhouses are like dark red and dark. Yeah, like but lighting. darker, more <laughs> earthy yes. towards meat. But look at these colors: red, white, and black. Red, white, and black. Isn't that Odd. interesting? Red, white, and black. To me, that's like mm. evil, death, destruction, mayhem. It's odd. It is odd. It does strike odd. you. It does give you a feeling, doesn't it? It, it does. It that. does. And, you know, here's the thing. Is is I think this is a good point because tonight, tonight's episode is doomsday for the deep state. And the reason I say that is because look what's happening out there. When do you expend ammunition? When you're backed up against the wall. When shit is about to drop on you and you are backed up against the wall. Right now, I will tell you straight up, the Western worlds are getting their absolute asses handed to them. I think so. I, th I would agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. E economically, um, socially, um, in the proxy wars that are being fought, but, but yeah. most of all, economically. 
Um, but you know, China is China isn't doing as great as we all think because China is one hundred percent completely dependent upon the United States, and the United States is dependent upon China. So there's a symbiotic relationship that's actually created between these two economically, and because of that, you can't see this systematic destruction come until it's like go time. But we have this uh, ninety seconds to midnight coming out right now, and what do we have here? This is one of the main reasons that I look at this. Um, Russian warship with unstoppable 7,000 mile per hour hypersonic missile sails towards the U.S. and will soon be in strike range. The guided missile frigate Admiral Gorshkov has been closely monitored by NATO uh, navies on its maiden voyage armed with the Zekron weapon system. And so this is one of their hypersonic missile systems. Um, Unconfirmed Russian telegram channel report says it was spotted... uh, on radar in neutral waters off the Atlantic Ocean and an effective salvo launch distance from the United States coast. The nuclear-capable Mach 9 missiles have a reported range of 625 miles. The Russian Defense Ministry has not commented on the latest report. It comes after the Royal Navy intercepted the Gorshkov as it sailed through the English Channel earlier this month. More recently, the Russian vessel was tailed by the Portuguese Navy in the Atlantic and was expected to sail around Africa. Radar monitoring suggests the Gorshkov made an unexpected diversion. One report says it had separated from the escort tanker ship, comma, and uh, in the Bay of Biscay and headed west, comma, continued its routing to the south, pathing the Azores. So the missile frigate was tracked 800 miles west of Portuguese islands at the Flores in the Azores. Um, at a distance, it could not yet be in the range of the U.S. for its deadly Zikrons. The frigate is also carrying the Kalibir missiles, a type of used in Russian's war in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin hailed it as an important, if not momentous, event when the vessel embarked on the Arctic naval base of Severomorsk on January 4th. He made it clear this mission was intended to show a strength to the West. And the Zikron has no equivalent in the United States, in, in the world. Wow. And so, is this something that we should be scared of? I don't think no. so. No. I think there's going to be a lot of military movement every single day. But yeah. I think we're seeing it not just there, but in the Pacific too. So, it's definitely something to note. But, right. And, you know... You know the keys here is I was I was in the United States Navy for just under 10 years. I served on a frigate, the guided missile frigate. Um, frigate's primary responsibility is ASW, anti-submarine warfare. Okay. They're subhunters. That's what they do. Uh, in the Russian Navy, I believe it's the same thing. It could just be the style of the ship that's a little bit different. But, you know, these things have uh, defensive countermeasures, offensive countermeasures, as well as their primary mission and goal is subhunters. Now, here's the thing is... There is most likely Russian subs in the vicinity of those frigates, at least within a 250-mile ranged vicinity of those ships, guaranteed. Oh, so they oh, they protect their own subs with their frigate, is what you're saying? Um, no, well, anti-submarine oh. warfare is a hunt for American subs. But why mm. would a Russian sub yes. be this close? They want to do a show of strength. If you wanted to do a show of strength... Mm. Bring a carrier group, bring two or three destroyers, a cruiser, a frigate, uh-huh. right? But instead, they just have one frigate. And so this is, to me, signaling that it's one frigate and probably two subs. The reason they bring the frigate is anti-submarine warfare, to detect U.S. submarines in the vicinity of their other submarines. Okay, makes sense. Right, is a protective measure against their submarines, which are showing the strength and we would know uh, who they were. We, we have really good um, 
sensor devices to know that Russian submarines are are under the water or about 400, 500 miles off the U.S. coastline. And so we have, so U.S. coastline works as you have 100 miles off the U.S. coastline, and that is U.S. waters. After that 100 miles, it's international waters. And so... Right. So they'll be like 102 miles away? Correct. So you can be like 102, <laughs> 105 miles away, and you're not in U.S. waters. Um, and so my, my guess is that there's probably... A few Russian subs there, a few Russian subs in the West. And this has always been like this. So it's not like, oh, my God, Russians. I wouldn't worry about it. The Russians are not going to launch any missiles towards the United States. And the reason I say that, yep, and we just froze up. And the, and the reason I say that specifically is because they would have an all-out world war. If there was an all-out world war, nukes would be used, and then we'd really talk about one second to midnight at that point in time. And Russia is doing so well financially, they've, they've cornered the economic markets in the sense of energy and uh, uh, food supply chain, um, it, at least within the BRICS nations, that they don't need the West to survive. The West needs them. And this is the situation that I think Russia enjoys being in because now the West is dependent upon Russia's production of energy and food. And so they, they got the West where they want them. If Russia wants to, it doesn't matter what sanctions come in. We've already seen what Putin did with this. They just backed their ruble by, by gold and they start trading oil and gas with uh, OPEC and other nations and it's done. So Russia has really nothing to be afraid of at this point in time. Um, the proxy war, I think, is the war of attrition that we've talked about before, basically um, taking U.S. munitions, weapons, as well as other Western NATO, uh, uh, allied NATO nations' weapons and uh, bringing them um, to Ukraine. And then this, what this does is this produces a point of attrition because if the U.S. is not replenishing that supply of weapons within their own supply, especially since they don't have the money to, Right. Then you begin right. to see this problem of attrition. Not only that, as U.S. defense weapons manufacturers have recorded skyrocketing profits over yes. the last year simply because of this. We've spent over about $100 billion in aid directly to Ukraine. And then we see this article right here. This is from Just the News. U.S. military would run out of some munitions within a week of conflict with China. According to a report, overall, a think tank found that the U.S. defense industrial base is operating at a level suited for peaceful environment and is not prepared for the current global situation. Um, they would likely run out of some munitions within a week of conflict with China and the Chaiwen Strait, according to a new report from the Center for Strategic and International Studies. These shortfalls would make it extremely difficult for the United States to sustain a protracted conflict and equally concerning the deficiencies undermine deterrence. The group specifically cites a, supply, a short supply and long-range precision-guided munitions, why? That's exactly what they've been giving to Ukraine. Uh, <clears throat> so the think tank also found that such a limited stockpile of munitions would be compounded by China already having heavily invested in munitions and acquiring high-end weapon systems and equipment five to six times faster than the United States. Uh, the defense industrial base is overall operating at a level suited for a peaceful environment is not prepared for the current global situation. The report recommends the United States military reassess munitions requirements and replenish what is needed and will as well as create munition reserves and sustainable plan to obtain weapons now and for the future. I have a theory on this too. I think that since the pandemic, people lost their jobs. They don't want to work for woke companies, downsizing just the economy in general. These companies that build weapons, I don't think could sustain a war as well as they could have a few years ago. 
Uh, so that adds to the attrition factor, I, I suppose. Well, yeah, the, the jobless claims and so forth. But if you go back to the Great Depression and World War II, <clears throat> that's what brought this economy back was the war right. economy. Is, is that what's, that is what produced the jobs. And it was through the National Defense Authorization, or not the, it was through the uh, um, Defense Production Act, DPA, the Defense Production Act, yeah. that allowed the government to basically circumvent supply chain manufacturing, go into companies, reorganize them towards the military effort, and their employees went out there, hired many more new employees, brought them in for the war effort. And you remember, they were melting down like, you know, belt buckles and buttons and all types of stuff to make munitions during that time. So um, that is a very big possibility if war does break out at some point in time in the near future. And um, I think that if we talk about five years as being the near future, I think that this is a really big possibility. And we're going to actually look Mm -hmm. at a few ways that this could actually spark off here later on in the show. But let's just keep on moving on. TV report claims U.S.-Israel drill air drill to bomb Iranian nuke sites in Negev. Uh, the part of the ongoing drill between the Israeli Air Force and United States Central Command, American B-52 strategic bombers will drop live ammunition at targets in southern Israel tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, <clears throat> this is sketchy, but you know what? Iran has become a global player in this because when we start looking at Iran strategically, um, you know, this is the, the shadow over the Middle East. The reason we went into Iraq is because um, the uh, Ayatollah and, and Saddam were negotiating a peace treaty. And then Saddam was going to go back into Kuwait and take back the oil fields from the British. And George Bush said, go ahead and do it. You have my permission, my friend. And the moment he did it, they annihilated him. And that's when Iran pulled back. And they couldn't allow uh, Middle Eastern peace to happen between Iraq and Israel, or Iraq and Iran, because then that becomes a, a front against Israel. So, I mean, that, and that whole Middle Eastern political scenario is just, it, it's bullshit. It's radical. I don't even like to talk about it. But Yeah, they posted a pretty interesting propaganda video for this uh, Is this Juniper exercise. Oak? Yeah. Yeah, let's look at it. Operation Juniper Oak, taking place now. so cool <laughs> it is pretty cool it actually is. but this warmongering man makes me miss not, the navy man not my favorite but man. just fear mongering dude they literally had to create a promotion video <laughs> for this event why it's fear propaganda iran yes. we're coming for you <laughs> look at all of our gray ships and missiles they go boom everybody shot it from the rooftops yeah i'm wondering if the quid forces will do something tomorrow Oh my goodness! In the response, yeah, probably. 
I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt if you have a major terrorist attack on a U.S. embassy tomorrow somewhere in Northern Africa or the Middle East. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, U.S. and Israel, you guys go out there and you shoot your big pretty guns and we'll just go... Yeah, I bet you're right. Let's see. Interesting. All right, what else we got here? Ukraine rocked by corruption scandal. Wave of top officials resigned. Sports cars, mansions, luxury vacations as people suffered. Wait a minute. What? What is this all about? Hold on a second. I want to read this for everybody. The Ukrainian government on Tuesday confirmed the resignation of multiple high-ranking officials amid large-scale corruption allegations and what's being called the biggest mass resignation in graft scandal since Russian invasion began. Some dozen officials have quit their posts after a huge political shakeup over allegations and probes into cases ranging from bribery, mismanagement of aid funds for purchasing food, to embezzlement, to driving expensive cars while common people suffer from wartime. Wait a minute. Mismanage of aid funds? Where would this aid money be coming from? Vince, where would this aid money be coming from that allowed them to produce, to buy themselves mansions, luxury vacations, sport cars? Well, I remember not that long ago going to the grocery store and they'd always be like, would you like to donate your change to Ukraine? And this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then if you haven't noticed, the U.S. government's been sending a lot of money over there and other countries. (laughs) Now, I'm going to tie something together for you, okay? Oh, tie it up. Okay. Give me one second. Uh, Zelensky spoke on this, too, and he's like, it's good. This is a good thing. This needed to happen. Yeah, right. Mm Mm-hmm. Get out of here, Zelensky. Six days ago. Okay? For everybody out there, I said, I wonder what this guy knew. Six days ago, Ukraine's interior minister among at least 14 killed in helicopter crash near Kiev. Oh, yeah, dude. You you pearl-stringing son. Son of a gun. Who leaked the story? Who <laughs> let the cat out of the bag? The dead guy. Oh, The my dead gosh. guy. The interior minister yeah, is the one who dropped the ball. He found the corruption. Let's see this. What does... They Kobe'd him. Yep, they Kobe'd him. So is a cabinet official position that is responsible for internal affairs such as public security, civil registration, identification, emergency management, supervision of regional local governments, conduct elections, public administration, and immigration matters. So this guy must have found out somehow what was going on, went to probably Zelensky and said, hey, dude, these people are embezzling money. And Zelensky's like, no more! Get on the helicopter! Right? Probably. Well, fuck. probably like, oh my gosh, are you serious? All right, we're gonna have you fly over here to fix this issue, and he just mysteriously, accidentally dies on the way. Yep. Like, so here we go, guys. Fuck me, fuck me sideways, Susan. Ukraine's interior minister among the 14 dead in helicopter six days ago, and then just the last two days, we noticed, boom, Ukraine rocked by corruption scandal. Boom. Uh, if you believe in quinkadinks. Bing, bing. Use the back door, please. Now I gotta write about this. Now I gotta go freaking right after this. <laughs> Publish before someone else gets on that shit. Um, but yeah, they were embezzling U.S. aid funds. Yeah. And making themselves wealthy. Now you gotta ask yourself, how much of that money was now going to the oligarchs? Right. Hmm. Maybe they forgot to take out their ten percent for the big guy. Yep. You forgot the big guy. So at the same time. 
that yeah. U.S. And, and Israel are doing those r- drills. We have South Africa to host joint naval exercises with Russia and China. South Africa. South Africa's Africa. Huge. And, and this Africa's is another huge. BRICS nation. Africa? I'm, I'm, I'm not. South Africa. Yes. BRICS. The S in BRICS is yeah. South Africa. Uh-huh. So South Africa, another BRICS nation, is joining China and Russia in military naval operations. Yeah, we go back a year and a half, Vince. Mm-hmm. And this guy on this podcast, really good show. You guys should watch it. Okay, He was talking about how Russia, China has joined forces with Russia because China has went rogue from the Western global order. And that they are forming an economic alliance within the BRICS nations. And that eventually this economic alliance will turn into a new allied military force. Well, that was me. (laughs) Russia, China, and South Africa are now doing naval drills and operations together. Like, I... I, Yeah. Right? This is the pearl (laughs) string. This is how it works. And I don't mean to be fucking pompous here, but I'm just saying is like, follow the narrative. See how it unfolds, right? Uh, We got here, nothing good would come from German tanks in Ukraine, according to the Kremlin. And so, you know what this also does? And so these deliveries would bring nothing good to the future relationship between Berlin and Moscow. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said early in his briefings, adding, um, "They they will leave a lasting mark. Now, who's Germany's number one energy supplier? I would think it's Russia. It's Russia. So Germany's going to send tanks to Ukraine to fight against Russia. And what's Russia going to do? Well, they said they're not. It's not going to be good for anybody. Oops, my bad. The the, the (laughs) pipeline just go turned off. I'm sorry. The pipeline turned off. This war of attrition is going to be very easy when you control the valve to all the energy to your enemy. Dude. Um, So, and Putin's right. You know what this also does? What else? The last war that Russia fought was with Crimea, right? Against Ukraine, who didn't have support of the Western forces. Before this, you have various different skirmishes. But really, the last real war that Russia fought on the ground was Afghanistan in the 70s. Russia right now is not fighting against a second world nation of Ukraine. It's fighting against multiple first world nations and their defense systems. Okay? Proxy. Proxy. So Ukraine right now is utilizing the top armament of the United States of America, the UK, Australia. Tanks, helicopters, planes, missiles. All right, we are the back. Damn you, FBI Jim! There we go. So... Where were we? One, two, three. Well, we were, I, 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 well, I guess I was saying something wrong because someone got pissed off and cut us <laughs> offline. Um, but what I was talking about is I was talking about how Russia right now is basically getting practice warfare against the West. They're, they're, yeah. they're, okay. they're, basically un, they're basically in a proxy war that's not that severe directly against the West, seeing various different types of strategies and methodologies, including going against updated modern-day weapon systems of the West. Yeah. And sharing that information directly with China. 
That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing in any perspective. Uh, Basically, the U.S. is showing their hand, if we want to look at it like that. Um, This is where things can get interesting. Texas warns energy operators to prepare for cold snap. Oil and natural gas operators in West Texas, including the Permian Basin, have been warned by the state energy regulator to prepare equipment for a cold snap and snowfall on Tuesday. Uh, The National Weather Service predicts cold weather and snow for parts of West Texas and the Panhandle. The Lone Star State's fossil fuel and petrochemicals industry are prone to freeze-offs when temperatures plunge. Isn't that interesting, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few more articles I wanted to put on this. Um... There's one. I'm going to bring that up. There's two. Okay. Another one is this happened today. Internet outage reported in parts of Texas after large tornado. Interesting. Entire Pasadena neighborhood hit by tornado today. The damage is extensive. Like, okay, this is odd. Um, Two tornadoes in the middle of winter? Yeah, man. That's kind of crazy. Didn't one just hit, where was it, Georgia? Yeah. So there's something going on with the weather, huh? A little bit, yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of interesting because let me, I want to bring something else up here. And this is something that nobody's probably seen yet. So. All right, let's get it. There it is. Now, we've had some really strange weather coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're saying it's global warming. Right. Look at this article. The Earth's core has stopped and may be reversing direction, according to a new study. January 23rd, 2023. Okay. The surprising find might solve longstanding mysteries about climate and geological phenomena. (laughs) Dude, I think this is baloney. I really do. I don't think it is. I think that uh, this is spot on. So the Earth's inner core has recently stopped spinning and may now be reversing the direction of its rotation, according to a new surprising study that probed the deepest reaches of our planet with seismic waves from earthquakes. The mind-boggling results suggest that the Earth's center pauses and reverses directions on a periodic cycle lasting about 60 to 70 years, a discovery that might solve long-standing mysteries about the climate and geological phenomena that occur on a similar time frame and that affect life on our planet. Now, 60 to 70 years. What else happens within that 60 to 70 year span? I don't know, but isn't it 90 years is the fourth turning, right? The fourth turning. Dude, I want to see the study because I'm highly skeptical of this, but it does fit their climate change narrative. Maybe they're influencing things from deeper down. So let me ask you this. Yeah. If the Earth's core was spinning, okay, this produces the Earth's electromagnetic field, right? Sure. The electromagnetic field is dynamic and moving. It doesn't create it totally, though. And it stops and reverses what happens to the Earth's magnetic field. I don't think yeah. that the I don't think that the Earth's core has stopped. I think what it's doing is that it's reversing direction. Hmm. And the reverse direction is a repolarization. Why? Why? How? How? Yeah, I don't know. It's just I would I would suggest <laughs> you ready I'm for finding, this? I'm, I'm gonna find that study. Yeah, what? You ready for this? 
Okay. Our solar system transits the galaxy. Right? And it doesn't do okay. this in like, just doesn't go around like this. Okay? And so our solar system actually corkscrews like this. So it goes, so if this is the galactic center, our solar system bobs up, bobs down. Right? Now, in between that, what's actually happening is you have cosmic ray bombardment coming from the center of the galaxy out towards us, right? And then you have solar wind that pushes way, pushes that cosmic ray bombardment away. Now, if you're moving in an electrical field, if you're an electric component and you're moving in an electric field, <coughs> excuse me, you're moving downward in an electrical field, okay, you're going to have a polarization, Right? That polarization, whatever, that could be positive or negative. doesn't matter. You have a polarization. You're moving downward in an electromagnetic field. Now, let's say that you switched directions and you started moving back up. You just mm -hmm. switched your polarization. Earth's core, where did I say we were on this galactic alignment? We Atmos. were at the bottom. At we're, an apex point. Yeah. yeah, we're about to switch directions and move back up. Maybe. It mean it makes sense. Your theory it uh holds lava. So. Dun, dun, dun. I wanna see the study. If anybody could find the study, please post it on social red pill. Um got the study right here, Vince. Got the study right here, Vince. Multi-decadal variations of the Earth's inner core rotation by Yi Yang and Ji Dong Sung. Differential rotation of the Earth's inner core relative to the mantle is thought to occur under the effects of the geodynamo and the core dynamics of the gravitational core mantle coupling. The rotation has been inferred from temporal changes between repeated seismic waves that should traverse the same path through the inner core. Here we analyze repeated seismic waves from the early 1990s and show that all the paths that have previously shown significant temporal changes have exhibited little change over the past decade. This globally consistent pattern suggests that the inner core rotation has recently paused. We compared this recent pattern to the Alaskan seismic records off South Sandwich Islands, doublets, going back to 1964, and it seems to be associated with a gradual turning back of the inner core as a part of an approximately seven-decade oscillation with another turning point in the early 1970s. This multi-decadal periodicity coincides with changes in several other geophysical observations, especially the length of day and the magnetic field. These observations provide evidence for dynamic iterations uh, interactions between Earth's layers from the deepest interior to the surface, potentially due to the gravitational coupling and the exchange of angular momentum from the core and the mantle of the surface. Now, what's interesting is, is they don't mention anything about the sun, the moon. They don't mention anything about the galaxy, how this is all affected, because this has significant interaction with all of that. But anyways, I'm just a person who looks at observation and begins to to look and see and say hmm i wonder but yep i can post that study for you vince all right the smoking gun why is it doomsday for the deep state you're muted vince i don't know uh i think it's just a critical point but tell me Smoking gut, did Hunter Biden receive classified information from Ukraine from Joe Biden, <clears throat> then email the top secret info to business partner Devin Archer in 2014? Mm. Look at this. Joe Biden stored top secret files with sensitive compartmentalized information, SCI, 
designation at the Penn Biden Center in D.C. found on November 2nd. Lawyers discovered more classified documents at Joe Biden's Delaware home in the garage next to the Corvette and additional documents stored in Biden's library were discovered on January 12th and again on January 20th. Hunter Biden had access to the garage where Joe Biden stored the classified documents. The documents discovered at Biden's private office and home are related to Ukraine, Iran, China, and the United Kingdom. Very interesting right there. Very specific. Ukraine, Iran, China, and the United Kingdom. According to the emails uncovered from the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden sent his business partner, Devin Archer, a very detailed email on Ukraine, April 13th, 2014, just one week before Joe Biden visited Ukraine to meet the then Prime Minister, Arizani Yakinuk. It appears Hunter Biden was emailing Devin Archer information he received from a briefing his father Joe Biden or directly from top secret documents. Listen to this. A curiously well-informed email about Ukraine, Russia, the UK on Hunter Biden's laptop is thread to, uh, that links the president's classified scandal to the Delaware federal investigation into his son's foreign business dealings. This is from New York Post's Miranda Devine. She writes, one striking email during this period stands out. It was from Hunter to Archer on April 13, 2014, a week before Joe Biden visited Ukraine to meet then Prime Minister um, Yakinjuk and refers to my guy's upcoming travels, talking about Joe. So for Hunter, it was uncharacteristically a lengthy email listing 22 points about Ukraine's political situation with detailed information about the upcoming election and predicting an escalation of Russia's destabilization campaign, which could lead to a full-scale takeover of the eastern region, most critically Donetsk, which is interesting because that's the year of the, uh, the Maidan massacre as well as the U.S. coup. The strategic value is to create a land... So this is what Hunter says. The strategic value is to create a land bridge between Russia to Crimea that won't directly affect Burisma holdings, but it will limit future UK exploration and utilization of offshore opportunities in particular, Hunter wrote. It will also result in further destabilization of UK nationally and for whatever government is in power, and the US will respond with even stronger sanctions. Those sanctions will threaten this tenuous support of the EU, which does not have political, uh, which does not have the political will to incur steep energy price increases. In point 22, Hunter instructed Archer to buy a burner phone, presumably to keep their conversation private. Buy a burner phone from 7-Eleven or CBS tomorrow and I'll do the same. It's the prescient and very well-informed email, unlike anything else Hunter ever wrote in nine years covering the laptops. And it has a distinct flavor of official briefing, perhaps even a classified one. And there is the email directly right there. So this is how important it was that these investigators found these emails, right? And now you find out that Joe Biden was in Delaware yesterday at his house. Why? He's probably like, oh, oh I got to get rid of these other files that I have. Maybe. But this is, this is what's coming down the pipe. Joe Biden's done. There's no way this guy. So at the very minimum, there's no way he's running in 2024. He is politically going to be probably... Um, impeached by the house and the senate because he cannot survive this politically it's interesting how slow the ball rolls though isn't it um it is interesting how slow the ball rolls right and i want to just make sure that we're back on the rumble channel we are we are okay so it it pulled up in the same stream good okay good Mm -hmm. because last time it didn't for some weird reason well it does say no we're good yeah we're good Yep, we're good. But so this, I think that this is incredibly interesting because what this is showing us 
is that the classified materials that were being found in 2023, mm-hmm. 10, 10 years after these documents were held lazily by Joe Biden, that there's correlation between the information, the sensitive information in those classified reports and the emails that Hunter Biden was sending, which if shown, that is treason. At a very minimum, that is, uh, you know, pay for play, but at a very high level, it's a violation of, uh, I forgot the treaty, but. Has a president ever been found guilty of treason? No, but Joe Biden will obviously resign and step down before that ever happens. And I think that with this new revelation and with the new church commission coming out and, and those types of investigators, Congress is going to rip this apart when they start tying into the Hunter Biden laptop. And I can't wait to see what comes from this because, listen, the the only reason that they found classified materials today at Mike Pence's house was to mitigate how bad it is at Joe Biden's. Like, by the way, you just said that casually. Some people might not have heard that news today. Yeah. What did you just say? So, yeah, today (laughs) it comes out that classified documents were found at former Vice President Mike Pence's house. (laughs) Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Well, here's the thing. You know what I think happened? set up yeah the deep state went in there last night and said mike we're gonna find these here at your house tomorrow joe biden's under a lot of pressure okay whatever i think that that's honestly what just happened because they want to mitigate the vice president in intelligence so right think of another vice president another intelligence oh it's something normal it happens it's not a big deal right it's probably just a bunch of kind of innocuous documents nothing major just right oh vice presidents do it all the time no, they don't. How many times, let me ask you this. How many times during the point when uh, Trump and Pence were in office, did Pence go back to Indiana and go home? I don't know. He lived in D.C. at the vice president's house at the Naval Observatory. How many times did he go home? Probably rarely, never, I don't know. Really? How did these documents get found? There was someone looking for them? Or did Mike just start going, I wonder if I have some classified documents. Hold on, let me go look. His lawyer found him. <laughs> His lawyer says, Mike, uh, you know, one vice president's already in trouble. We're just going to go. This is this smells uh, of basically yeah. propaganda mitigation, right? Is that Joe Biden is under massive scrutiny and they're like, oh, shit, we got to do something. Squash it with Mike Pence. That's what's happening here. I thought it was interesting what Trump came out and said about the matter. Uh, I think Trump's tweet was sarcasm. That's what I picked up when I first read it as well. So Donald Trump says Mike Pence is an innocent man. He never did anything knowingly dishonest in his life. Leave him alone. Now, Trump says knowingly. Knowingly. Why is that interesting today? Knowingly. I know it ties back to Quelle. Well, it does. Why is it interesting today? It does tie back to Quelle or Q. But I'm going to show you why this is interesting today. So if we go here, this is just a a series of knownly points. Uh, Memo factually demonstrates knownly false intel. This is uh, this is January 21st, by the way. So three days ago on the Delta. Um, And this is talking about the Democrats um, victory. Um, February 16th, 7th, there's no allegation in this indictment of any American um, knowing participant in illegal activity. Future proves the past. 
Uh, so had no direct impact to bearing the outcome of the president's election. We were the persons knowingly attempt to sabotage, right? So that's point. And knowingly, knowingly, knowingly. We get into the knowingly, knowingly, knowingly's. And there's one person that comes up later in the Q post, pretends to knowingly. Do you know who that one person is? I don't recall. Adam Schiff. Shifty Schiff, huh? Adam Schiff. So when you start getting into these, um, knowingly is basically saying that these people were intentionally doing what they were doing. So follow uh, keyword designators, knowingly, 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 in kill practice, the only regained the interests of government, right? Yeah. Um, Congressman Adam Schiff, who spent two years knowingly and unlawfully lying and leaking, should be forced to resign from Congress. Knowingly, 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 leaking investigations can lead to forced resignations. Knowingly dismantling false information is illegal. Gang of eight and intel. So this is talking about what? The Gang of Eight and the Congressional Intelligence Committee. Why is that important today? I know you don't know. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, today, January 24th. As such, in order to maintain the standard worthy of this committee's responsibility, I am hereby rejecting the appointment of Representative Adam Schiff and Representative Eric Schwawell to serve on the Intelligence Committee. On the same day that Trump posted knowingly, Boom, knowingly, is removed from the Intelligence Committee, the Gang of Eight. <laughs> Put that in your blog. Holy crap. Down with knowingly. the deep state. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, there's his official memo. Wow. And, and so think about this. And this is what mm-hmm. I want. Okay. Today with the New York Stock Exchange, did you see this shit? Oh, dude, blew my mind. Market has been a whirlwind. Yeah, market goes haywire with dozens of New York's stock exchange trading halt at the open after technical glitch, and they call it a technical glitch, quote unquote. Why is this interesting? According to the New York Stock Exchange, at nine forty-eight a.m. Okay. Yeah. Nine forty-eight a.m. All systems are back to normal, although it is an understatement in the market where nobody knows what the correct opening price is. We are still waiting for the New York Stock Exchange to give a detailed explanation of what causes the latest broke, uh, broken markets episode. So there's something known as a circuit breaker. And this is uh, the, according to the New York Stock Exchange, impacted members may consider uh, filing for clearly erroneous or Rule 18 claims. Um, so they can they have just justification to go uh, about these. But basically what happened is the circuit breakers, which basically... Uh, recognize very fast decreases in price and they trip and pause market trading. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now it's not comprehension as virtually every New York stock exchange listed stock was slammed at the open. So think about this. Uh, While it's unclear the technical glitch that set the world's biggest companies into a multi-trillion dollar market cap roller coaster, multi-trillion. Bloomberg reports that a wave of sell orders, sell orders targeting financial services stocks, swept across America equity exchanges at the open of trading Tuesday, sending companies including Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley to a brief sharp plunge from which they most likely recovered. So after the closing Monday, $45 for Wells Fargo fell as low as $38, bouncing back. Morgan Stanley plunged to $84.93 from $97.13. Um, it's not comprehensive as the New York Stock Exchange list, uh, uh, listed stock was slammed at the open, only the rebound powerfully before tumbling once more. Indeed, as noted below, other impacted stocks include Walmart, McDonald's, 
Exxon, these stocks saw drops of at least 12% before they were halted. Their moves have now rebounded to less than 1% in either direction. Separately, at least 40 S&P 500 index stocks were hit with trading halts. Either impacted shares included the likes of Walmart, McDonald's Corp. These stocks saw drops of at least 12% before they were halted. Uh, it's a little concerning. Awanda senior market analyst Ed Moya told BBG, these are not your typical meme stocks, easily manipulated companies like Morgan Stanley. Uh, these are Morgan Stanley, Verizon, AT&T, and some of the giants. Tuesday's transactions occurred at the New York Stock Exchange listed securities and took place virtually every trading platform, including one overseas CBOE, global markets, and private venues reporting the FINRA trade reporting facility. We don't have all the details yet, but it looks like is some stocks opened and were automatically or were erroneously triggered for limit up, limit down, which threw them into halt status. All the phones are lighting up. We're trying to field calls from our customers and try to explain to them what happened and what's going on and relay as much accurate information so they understand what's happening. Do you know one thing you learn when you, you start training and you become like a, a what we can call an institutional trader. So if you ever learn the trade, day trade, swing trade, whatever that is, you become an institutional yeah. trader, right? You learn how to institutionally trade. So when you're looking at that little, that candlestick chart that everybody sees, right? This is what we talk about in our crypto mastermind. But when you see that, what you're actually looking at is supply and demand. Yeah. Supply and demand. And you're watching price fluctuation due to supply and demand. Okay. If price is moving up, you have a lot of buyers. But in order to have buyers, you have to have supply. So it means you have supply in demand and there's more buyers than there is supply so price is moving up if the price is moving down right you have a lot of supply not a much demand and you always hit points of resistance or support okay have you ever seen like those massive market moves where it's like boom like this like what happened this morning that is a clear indication of institutional buy or sell okay mm. now look at the stocks that were in this Wells yeah. Fargo, Morgan Stanley, financial sector, and then a few tech stocks. That's most likely sounds yeah. to me like a fund. There that, were about 200 companies. Right. This sounds like a, a series of funds that liquidated. Now, who would do that? A hedge fund, an institutional firm, somebody offloading a massive amount of stock all at the same time. Most likely an accident, right? They probably had a, a consecutive string of trades to do throughout the day. And they said, hey, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this throughout the week or something or two weeks. And they accidentally timed them all for the same day. And they, they did it at the open. It. Yeah, they fat fingered it. <laughs> probably Maybe. an algorithmic malfunction. What I mean by that okay. is these basically these are all algo traders that do these types of things. Yeah. And so they probably had a misprogramming in the algo to do that. But what it shows you and this is what's important, is that whoever was in control of this algorithm to sell off all of those stocks, 10% of those stocks, let's just say that they plan on selling 10% of those stocks over the next three months. You wouldn't even have noticed it, okay? But since it all happened at the same time, you noticed it. But why would you be selling 10% of financial institution stocks and these tech stocks? To get your money out. Get your fucking money out. That mistake of someone just made just showed us what institutions are doing right now. And that was an institution that did that. And, and let alone, let's say that they were just planning out one month or two months of trades. And they accidentally didn't change the date. And it's a program. So you go into a program and you, you type in variables and fields, right? Yeah. 
So you have variable fields and you go in there and you type like, okay, this so this string of transactions occurs on this. Uh, you know, let, let's say that you're going to sell off 10% of your investments in financial firms that you hold. And you'd go in there and you say 10% of financial investments over a 30-day or 60-day period. Um, that equates to what? So let's just say it's 10% over a 30-day period. That's 0.3% each day for 30 days, right? So that's kind of how they would mitigate that in the algorithm. The algorithm would sell and it would do it sporadically throughout the day. But this one, they screwed up on. And it's showing us their hand that they're playing, that there's a market sell-off happening. And so because of this, people who understand trading, I guarantee you they're going to start selling the market off. And this could be the, the, the string that broke the camel's back. Good thing they have those circuit breakers in place. I know. Today could have been the day everything went bye-bye. This is interesting. I, I, I saw this and you were putting it up there. Hindenburg Research has said, soon we will release a report on what we strongly suspect to be the largest corporate fraud in history. What, what's this about, Vince? This is really interesting, man. I don't know what it's about, but Hindenburg Research, um, they're named after a 1937 Hindenburg disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're responsible for two disclosures lately. One in t- September 2020, they published a report on the Nikola Corporation mm-hmm. that ended up with the Nikola's stock dropping by 40% after its release and basically exposing, quote unquote, an intricate fraud built on dozens of lies. They also had another case in February 2021 where they released a, port- a report about Medi- uh, Medicare Ad- Advantage Plan Clover Health which led to a similar scenario. Okay, it yeah. argued that report argued that billionaire stock promoter and entrepreneur Chamath uh, Pillahapitiya neglected his due diligence and misled investors as he took the company public. Wow. And so and... apparently from we get from this soon, we'll release a report on what we strongly suspect to be the largest corporate fraud in history. What do you think will happen? When they release it, it's going to be the same thing as this, 40% in a day. Well, of course, it'll hit a circuit breaker. Vince, put it together. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, put it together. Hindenburg Research comes out today and says, soon we will release a report on what we strongly suspect to be the largest corporate fraud in history. Hindenburg Research is directly tied to to basically... Showing these scams ran by financial institutions, so on and so forth, that are traded where? On the New York Stock Exchange. And this event just happened today, and they just released this announcement. And what happened this morning? The New York Stock Exchange says some early canceled trades after technical issues has halts for over 200 stocks. Someone was selling the market off because at the same time, someone leaked the information about Hindenburg Research coming out with this report in the next few days, and they were selling off their positions. I'm going to buy some shorts. Uh, Come on, people. Do we see it? Can we connect this? And by the way, I wouldn't have never connected this if Vince didn't put these like right next to each other. No, actually, I, I went and moved it, but if like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. But so for everybody who's listening out there, New York Stock Exchange <laughs> says it'll cancel some early trades after technical issues led to halt of over 200 stocks. What really happened <laughs> is basically a major glitch causes the market to go haywire. Basically wow. an algo trade, an algorithm trade, this is what I'm predicting, basically was put in wrong and someone who is going to sell off positions wow. over a period of time 
probably maybe a week, two weeks, I don't know. They're selling off their position in major blue chip stocks. At the same time that we have a tweet come out later on that Hindenburg reached that soon, we will release a report on what we strongly expect to be the largest corporate fraud in history. And they're known for unveiling and unraveling fraud within financial institutions, within the stock market, within trading platforms. Ooh, snap. Man, we are fucked. This should have been called pearl <laughs> stringing tonight. We have three new necklaces now. Hey, guys, uh, as a reminder, tonight we have the After Dark Q&A. That is at socialredpill.com. You can absolutely yeah. 100% join. Um, definitely going to be open for everybody tonight. That is socialredpill.com. Go ahead and join with that free profile. If you can support us, there are subscriptions available. Um, I'm going to go ahead. We have the Battle of Streams going on. That's between Rumble, DLive, Pilled, and Facebook. And it looks like we only have uh, DLive donations, right? That's All right. right. Lightime donated eight lemons. JCMC donated two lemons. Shannon donated three ice creams. JCMC three ice creams. JCMC again four lemons. Cat 24 one lemon. RMRM seven lemons. Oh. Patreon at Pisces one diamond. Hillbilly Jack Jill one ice cream. Alley D three ice cream. RPG 3573 two ice cream. Thank you so much. Lightime JCMC Shannon. Cat RM Patreon Pisces. Hillbilly Jack Hill. Alley D RPG. 3573, as well as Steps to Nowhere, who donated one ice cream in Inno Geo Matrix, gifted a cookie. The cookie for thee, not for me. Thank you so much, Energio. Thank you, all of you guys, for all the donations hey. helping keep the Red Pill Project alive. We did get a ton of donations on Pilled, but I didn't refresh, so I've lost your guys. Oh, I'm sorry, but thank you guys all on Pilled as thank well. You. Much appreciated. Everybody out there who's uh, helping keep the Red Pill Project alive. But, dude, I want people to understand what we're putting together here. This is crazy. Okay, go to the core of the earth stopping. Tie that directly into the fourth turning. Ge geological mm -hmm. event, weather changes, this all coinciding with the movement of the solar system through the galaxy. That's one. Okay, the helicopter crashed six days ago of the interior minister of Ukraine. A few days later, we have massive corruption sh shown within all the high-level ministers of Ukraine being released. That was his kill switch. That was his kill switch. Released. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. And now we are seeing right here, Hindenburg Research is about to release the what they strongly suspect to be the largest corporate fraud in history on the same day that someone tried to sell off massive amounts, dropping the prices of all these blue chips by at least 10%. Wow. What a day. And this dwarfs. Pence's story. Yep. Well, this is why I said this is doomsday for the deep state. The whole system is collapsing under them. Indian silver imports set record in 2022. Now, India is a member of the BRICS nations. We know that gold, Russia, China, India, they're all buying up gold and silver. Late last year, silver imports in India hit a new record of 304 million ounces that crushed a previous import high of 260 million ounces, ounces set in 2015. More than half of the silver flown in India is used in jewelry and silverware. One third of India's silver demand comes from investors in physical metal, including silver bars and silver coins. Excuse, excuse me. Why is silver important? Do I need to tell you? Have it in your portfolio to leverage 80 to 1 against gold. If gold skyrockets, silver is going to 80x. Get it into okay. your portfolio. If you have an IRA and you like are like, dude, I want to get gold and silver in my IRA, talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott. 
No fees to transfer that IRA over into precious metals. They will take care of you, okay? <laughs> if you want to open an IRA, start it up. Dr. Kirk Kelly, if you have a 401k and it's not managed, you can do the same thing with that. What I mean by not managed, it's not on the influence or control of your, your employer. If it's an old employer, that's an unmanaged. And so you can transfer those into IRAs. Um, you can roll them over into IRAs. If you have a 401k and you're like, shit, I need to get out of it. They're selling off. I want to sell off. Call Dr. Kirk Elliott. They can give you advice on what to do. But getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. Or give them a call, 720-605-3900. You can call them right now and leave a voicemail. 720-605-3900. I think that that's really critical to understand. And now going back into crypto. Crypto people, what does this mean? Are they doing something shady or is this totally normal? Within 26 mil- minutes, Circle, Coinbase, and Binance sending each other the same 230 million again and again via an unknown wallet. And what they are doing is passing their internal audits of liquidity on site. And that's highly illegal. Hmm. And uh, you're going to see a massive decline in crypto, even though the crypto's going up. Look, I, I told everybody in my crypto mastermind this week. So if you want to buy, if you want to take profits, go ahead and start taking your profits because we've been dollar cost averaging on the dip. Yeah. And I said, but this is not the bottom. I'm telling you, Mm. there is going to be a massive crash coming. And so far I've been proven wrong, but I'm telling you, it's coming. For crypto, it's coming soon. Big banks plot digital wallets for 2023 release. Um, big banks include JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, planning to launch digital wallets to compete with PayPal and Apple Pay. The move planned for the second half of this year appears to be yet another push force that cats the society. Now, this is interesting. Set for the second half of the year. This is when I told my crypto mastermind that crypto will begin going up again, that we'll have reached bottom by that time. Hmm. And that's when you want to be invested in crypto is right before around that time that news drops because you're going to have regulation in place around in and around that time. Uh, then we got the debt ceiling that everybody's talking about. Debt ceiling increase since Dems in the full apocalyptic mode. Chaos, reception, global financial collapse. This is absolute yep. garbage. This is nothing more really? than fear-mongering by the Democrats. Oh. The, the U.S. is not going to default on their debt. The U.S. has plenty of assets. If they needed to, they can sell off their assets and, and pay off their debt. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, basically, what it is is it has nothing to do with debt ceiling increases. It has everything to do with spending is that we right. cannot sustain this amount of spending for longer periods of time. And so we talked about this last night with the $6 trillion. Or I talked about this yeah. this morning on oh. the uh, um, Dark Delight show. Oh, you did. There's okay. no limit is the problem. True. But here's the thing. is I Part want everybody to see this. Is before COVID, okay, the, mm-hmm. the federal budget was about $3.1 trillion. Okay? Noted. After COVID, right now, we're not in a COVID pandemic emergency. After COVID, it's $6.7 trillion. It's more than doubled. Now, Vince. That's crazy. Can you fathom $1 trillion? No. $1,000 billion. So $6.7 trillion is $6,700 billions. $6,700 billions. That's too much money. If you were going to sit here and count to a billion, it would take you 13 years. Okay? If you were going to count to a trillion, I think it's 23,000 years or something like that. That's how much bigger it is 
11,000 years. Sorry, 11,000 years. It's a thousand times bigger. Trillion is a lot. They doubled. So think about this. 3.1 trillion in 2019. Now it's that plus more. They've more than doubled the U.S. But what are they doing with this money? Where are they putting it? Who are they giving it to? Wild. I don't have any trillions to show. We are in a spending <laughs> crisis, not a debt crisis. There's too much money. The system's broken. Yep. Solution. Okay. This is going to be fun. Let's watch this. We choose to be a part of the solution so that in time, the tweet can no longer be factually true. We have to ask ourselves, what are we angered over? The fact that it was said or the fact that it is true? Or is the issue our incomprehension of how policies and practices established by the white majority are impacting each of us? And the last of the real issues is an attempt to silence the discussion around disparities along racial lines that exist. So Keisha, what she's talking about here is how whiteness is evil. That your tweets mm -hmm. from white people are predominantly evil simply because you're white. Okay. Pretty and we saw the little lady back there with the mask that was like as skin tight as her jeans. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so did we have a mass shooting today? Yep, Yakima, Washington. Another one on the West Coast. Three dead gunmen has now committed suicide and is stopped. Uh, so we had another mass shooting today. It seems like to be false flags. And when do you expend ammunition? Exactly. Yeah, I found it really curious that a couple of those, at least a couple of those murderers were uh, old Asian men. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Diane Feinstein has introduced a bill to uh, bill to ban 205 assault weapons, quote unquote, assault weapons. And yes, this is things like AR-15s. Oh, I was thinking like golf clubs, baseball bats, <laughs> cars. <laughs> what an assault weapon? You mean a weapon? Yeah, okay. they're gonna they're going after the guns. Um, I don't care to talk about uh, Lindsey Graham. He can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, we already know he's siding with Joe Biden. Like, oh, I'm just surprised by Joe Biden. Bad turtle. Um, we had James O'Keefe confront uh, Adam Goldman over emails obtained by Tom Fitton. This was today. This is five minutes and 26. We're not going to watch this whole video, but it is out there if you guys want to check it out. We'll watch the, the FBI. And Adam Goldman left during... I'm here with a national security reporter for the New York Times who can't answer the question hey, let me ask, about let whether... Me ask, let me ask hey, James something. James. You're filming hey, them, buddy. Hey, you can't hey, even James. use it. You can't... Your, your hand's shaking. James, Look how scared ask, he is. Yeah, oh, Look how scared he is. He's me... so scared. Goldman's a terrible While I'm holding the search warrant, I get a text message from the New York Times. The New York Times is working with the FBI. And Adam Goldman left during Paul's closing argument. He wants to leave before any of y'all can catch up with him. It makes perfect sense to me. So Adam, when you were in the grocery store, did you buy some mushrooms? Because I know you like mushrooms, because like you, they grow in the dark. Did you get the mushrooms? Did you get the mushrooms, punk? What? What are you talking about? Did you get mushrooms at the grocery store? 
them out. Because like, like you, they grow in the dark. Since you don't know how to write, I got your writing copies for dummies. Goldman. Goldman's a terrible. No, he's a really good reporter, and editors do it on her writing work. He's a terrible writer. I also got you a t-shirt that said, I love the FBI. Now, Adam, I want to tell you something. Do you know that we got emails between New York Times reporters and the Department of Justice? What is your comment about that? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Look me in the eye when I'm talking to you. Oh, you have nothing to say. Remember when you came into the federal courthouse? Remember that? And you talked to me, but you don't talk to me now. You know why? Because there's a camera recording. And you don't like accountability, do you? Why do you do the bidding of the federal government, Adam? Why are you one of the only journalists in the United States who likes the fact that the FBI raids journalists? Does that give you pleasure? Does that please you? Do you wonder, why do you hate the First Amendment? You gonna call your editor? Are you scared that we have your emails? Yeah. Think it's funny when the government takes a battering ram to the door of journalists? You think that's funny? I'm sorry, what's your name? You think that's name. funny? Hey, what's your name? You're the one being interviewed here, brother. Are you a journalist? How does sunlight feel, buddy? Can you tell me your name? How does sunlight feel? Maxwell. That's right. What's your name? James Alino. Do you typically follow people? Is that what you do? You stalk people? Yeah. James. I don't work in. I don't work in symbiosis with the federal government. Hey James, you stalk me? Did you follow me in my house, James? I don't work in. Did you surveil me, James? Is that what you did? Look at this. You surveilled me, James. Nice work, James. Nice work, Adam Goldman. Families and people. You came. You came into my federal courthouse and you you talked to me then, but you won't talk to me now. Why not? Hey James. So this seems to be a, a very personal vendetta, obviously, for James O'Keefe. I'm going to stop it right there, but you guys can watch all that. It's on Project Veritas's Twitter account. Adam Goldman, obviously, one of the writers and editors at the uh, New York Times, who was collaborating, colluding, with the FBI in the Department of Justice. This is not good. This is This is exactly what the new church committee is investigating. So... I'm hoping more comes out on this and some big booms and bombs come out of this shit. Me too. Yep. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, Oh, no, actually, this is something new. Arizona finds massive issues with 2022 election tabulators misread nearly a quarter of a million votes. Here's what you should know about the ongoing fight for fair elections. Um, As promised, information is pouring out from Arizona as concerned groups dig into what took place. The latest bombshell was revealed Monday when the news broke that the tabulator system log files were reviewed, revealing a disturbing fact that nearly 250,000 votes were misread in Maricopa County. According to Shelby Bush, who helped analyze the tabulator machines, there were 446 tabulators, two in each precinct, and nearly a quarter of a million voter attempt failures. That's just massive problems. That doesn't make any sense. Whatsoever. The other area I want to cover is the tabulator machines. Something's we receive. There's so much on the plate. I agree. Let's let's listen. So it's not it's not playing. Anyways, you can see this. It's gonna be, it's uh, it'll be retweeted to my Twitter for anybody out there. So signature verification. We talked about this yesterday, and now we're seeing the tabulator machines. Nearly a quarter million vote attempts and an unprecedentedly high rate never seen before. This definitely casts doubt on the integrity of the election, and I agree. Now, Vince, I was just talking about a minute ago about how this war could be perpetuated further. First, we got Arizona. Mm -hmm. We got this stolen governor election, and I don't have any doubt in my mind that this was stolen. 
But then we got this. Texas Sovereignty Act reintroduced would create a process for nullifying unconstitutional federal actions. Okay. Beautiful. I want every state should do that. Yep. Also introduced a previous legislation titled the Texas Sovereignty Act, numbered HB 384, SB 313. Um, the bill's preface clearly and correctly explains the proper constitutional balance of power between the federal government and the states. It notes Article 6, which requires officials at all levels and all branches of government to adhere to the Constitution, declaring the federal government has willfully violated the Constitution. The bill declares the, this act calls on all officials in federal, state, and local government in all branches and at all levels to honor their oaths to preserve, protect, and defend the United States Constitution and its ratified amendments against unconstitutional federal action. So if passed, the Sovereignty Act would create a joint legislative committee on constitutional enforcement, which would review federal actions that challenge the sovereignty of the state and of the people for the purposes of determining if the federal action is unconstitutional. The bill defines federal actions as including federal laws, executive orders, executive branch regulations, federal court rulings, and treaties. This is freaking beautiful. This is James, James Madison, Federalist 46, in a bill. Enforcing the Tenth Amendment is exactly what they're doing. And Smart. and also, there's a massive movement for succession found in uh, Texas right now. So we could see some shit coming down the line. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why D Live's being glitchy. We're we're good here now. We're stabilized. But uh, sorry about that, guys. All right, what do we see here? Uh, media outlets in Australia report surge in fatal cardiac arrest. A surge in fatal cardiac arrest deaths that have been occurring over the past few months. A report that more Australians than ever are dying from fatal heart attacks due to lingering effects of the COVID pandemic. Yeah, lingering effects, right? Um, that yeah, impact the virus of the heart. Huh? Yeah, they're connecting directly COVID and the heart. Okay, well, that's interesting. What else? Oh, we just talked about this one. So great work. Project Veritas is coming out with the FDA. Uh, this is an FDA, not whistleblower, but one that was caught. Um, basically going to... Um, he was talking about how they're going to basically change the schedule for vaccines and you're going to have an annual COVID shot. He says that schools are going to be forced to mandate them. Yeah. Hmm. He was inside. They tell them the information before it goes public and yep. he spilled the beans. And then we have Bill Antibodies. Gates here. Right? We have Bill Gates here talking about vaccines again. What's he has to say? Let's listen anyway, to Anyway, so antibodies, antivirals. We think we can also have very early in an, ep an epidemic, a thing you can inhale uh, that will mean that you can't be infected, a, a blocker, an inhaled blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, they're not broad. So Wait, they're not infection blocking? You notice how he changed his words up there a little bit? They don't protect against infection. Wasn't this the whole scheme that they utilized to pass out that vaccine in the first place? It absolutely was. Biggest scam ever. Yep. Oh, these people are sick. Now, mm -hmm. I was talking about the NOTAMs incidences, U.S. and Canada, the other day. Right? Yeah. And then just yesterday... The flights being grounded. Right, the flights being grounded. Then yesterday, we had this other event, right? What? What remind me? What was it? It was, um, shit, what was the event we were talking about yesterday that happened that I said was also a cyber event? Oh, you weren't watching the show. Yeah, I didn't hear the show. Oh, so um, yesterday I was talking about, oh, Pakistan. All the electricity went out. Oh, yes. All throughout the whole country of Pakistan. Yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. Ready for it? 
World Economic Forum panelists predict catastrophic cyber event in the near future. Yeah. I'm telling you, this this is cyber polygon all over. What we're seeing here are cyber attacks by foreign actors. I could imagine that they're testing their their capabilities over the years and over this year mm-hmm. just to make sure that they could do it just take one out that's but when exactly, the time comes take them all out that's so basically what i said yesterday is they are testing the response systems they are testing the systems to find which ones are penetrable and find their weaknesses so one of the one of the reasons you do this is let's say it was not ams right so you hit not ams with an attack and they're looking over here at the attack at the same time you're uploading a virus for a year down the road. You take out the power grid in Pakistan. Same time you're uploading a virus for something else. And then that cyber yes. attack occurs all at the same time. Boom, 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 boom. And they blame it on a virus that spread. And it helps them improve their viruses and yep. strategies. Exactly. Twitter Insider reveals the FTC to the FTC that engineers can access God mode program and post from any account and the company has no ability to control who logs into it. Well, that's not good. We kind of knew about this God mode a while back. Um, but that was actually not the article I wanted to talk about. This one was actually the first article I want to talk about because it coincides with the Australian article. Americans have suffered three. This is from the daily mail. Americans have suffered 300,000 non COVID excess deaths since 2020. Experts blame lockdowns and delayed healthcare for a spike in drug overdoses and firearm fatalities. Firearm fatalities is like less than 1% of 1% of those. 300,000 non-COVID excess deaths. This is excess of the regular mortality of the United States. What do you think these are coming from? Now we know a, a more accurate number of this actual death count. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and it's it's... It's easily hidden because it's not being reported as what you'd expect yep. um, as far as far as being from the mRNA. So, you know, when it's any other autoimmune disease or any other cause of death, they just say, oh, but it was just, you know, an unlucky or unhealthy person. Baloney. Exactly. All right. NASA to test nuclear rockets that could fly astronauts to Mars in record time. The agency has par- uh, partnered with DARPA to demonstrate nuclear thermal rocket engines in space as soon as 2027. <clears throat> the the um, Intended to develop a pioneering propulsion system for space travel far beyond the chemical systems prevalent in the modern era. Using nuclear thermal rockets allows for faster transit time, reducing risk for astronauts. Reducing risk time is a key component for um, um, human missions to Mars. And I believe they can get there in just a matter of... Uh, Using current technology, the 300 mile, um, 300 million mile journey to Mars would take about seven months. Engineers do not know about how much time it could have shaved off using nuclear technology, but uh, Bill Nelson, Nelson at NASA says that it'll allow the spacecraft and humans to travel in deep space at record speeds. With help from the new technology, astronauts could journey to and from deep space faster than ever, um, as well as I, I can tell you right now, it's about a six hour journey with the nuclear propulsion systems because this is not something new the nuclear propulsion systems are an idea that have been around for a long time and they've already said that these things these nuclear propulsion systems can basically propel you massively and get you to mars in four to six hours Hmm. Um, and then here we go in x file incredible u.s spy plane photographs metallic orb ufo flying over iraq and ground breaking classified pentagon image this is a reconnaissance plane 
in northern Iraq, and this is a, from a four-second video where this metallic sphere moves alongside the craft without any descent, any falling in any way. This is a... So this was not like a photograph. This is a video. This is an orb following the spy craft no in its camera way, angle, dude. which is just what unbelievable. You know what I think they are? I think they're probes from the future. You good? Both. No, 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 no. All right. I think they're probes from the future. That's what I honestly think they are. I don't think they're aliens. And if they're alien, they're probes. So it's like a drone. Yep. Ruru65, $2 on Rebel. Thank you for bringing the truth to light. Thank you so much, Ruru. Patriot of Pisces, one diamond. Georgia Vixen, one diamond. Thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces and Georgia Vixen. Lindsay, 14, gifts us some shades. Promises made, promises kept. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And Racing Ray, 42, gifted the can. Thank you so much, everybody, for all the donations. As a reminder, tonight, we have the After Dark Q&A tonight on Social Red Pill. This is a Q&A that you can join in with me, myself, and I, and everybody else on the Social Red Pill. And uh, you guys are more to more than welcome to join up. As a reminder, we're talking about tonight, we had some big bombs released. We had the interior minister of Ukraine killed six days ago, and then all of a sudden we have this massive scandal in Ukraine of all the other ministers embezzling U.S. aid and funds out of Ukraine. I wonder why he died in that helicopter crash. We talked about the core of the Earth stopping and how this is directly related to the positioning in the galaxy, the obviously the reorientation of the Earth's magnetic field, and all the various weird types of weather events that we were happening on this planet. What was the other one? Oh, the uh, the New York Stock Exchange directly associated potentially with this Hindenburg research um, um, that is going to be coming out pertaining to one of the largest financial or corporate frauds in world history. Dude, Man. we also had the knowingly bit, which was pretty... And the knowingly bit, that's right. <laughs> Good. Lots of good stuff today. Wow. Sometimes right, it just guys. comes together. And so much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Another episode of the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. You take care. Have a good night. See ya. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eyepatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.